Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I am your host, Laura Malone, and we're here to talk about life coaching, entrepreneurship, leading yourself well, and lots of spirit-led life and business strategies. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and let's jump into today's episode. Okay, friends, today you're in for a treat because we're doing live coaching today. I have Sana Lee, who is a certified life coach with Sterling and Stone. She is super committed to helping young professionals and recent graduates navigate all the challenges of transitioning from the academic world into the professional world. So she jumps into there, like into her coaching by addressing everything about the educational path, the career path, the relationship path, all the things that, gosh, if you were a young adult today, wouldn't you love to have somebody help to provide guidance and tools and support and accountability with you for you so that you can overcome all of these crazy hindrances in life and set goals and actually achieve them both in your personal and professional life. So she's amazing at this. She's an incredible coach. She has a degree in social work and add that to her Sterling and Stone coaching certification. She has a really deep understanding of human behavior and the social systems that affect us, the culture, and she has a lot of coaching tools to help people reach their full potential because she she just believes that everybody should be living their ultimate best life through the power of Holy Spirit and that they have a life worth living, that they're 100% worthy right now. And if they had the right support and tools, then they can unlock all that goodness, that greatness that's inside and really live their life story even in seasons of transition. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode. We're talking about the assessment of the last year in this episode so that she can plan for the next year, which we talk about in episode 220. Okay, please take this, all these questions and contextualize it to yourself. And if you're in any of my uh, courses, the Niche Clarity course, Call to Coach, the Greenhouse course, any of those, then you can book a one-to-one session with me. And if you want to do this kind of work together, then you can book that. The sh- uh, link is in the show notes. And here we go. All right, Sonali. So we're talking about planning for your business in 2024, but I want to look at 2023 first. And I want you to think about what you learned and like the areas that you experienced growth in, in the past year of your coaching business. What do you think? Yeah. um, One thing that I have learned recently and that I'm like holding on to because I feel like God has really encouraged my heart about is the, the steps of like showing up right so basically building something requires work and I think just remembering and reflecting on the book of Genesis and I think Genesis 5 or no 6 to 8 where um, it talks about Noah and like God gave the instructions for him to build the ark and it is something that he has never built before it's new to him that's exactly what this season feels like for me and it's like that's the lesson for me it's God is, has given Noah the instructions and all Noah had to do was show up and follow through it meant doing a lot of work such as 
cutting down the tree and waiting for the like cutting the pieces of the logs into the appropriate size and maybe even waiting for them to dry and things of that nature before you can actually start using them in a material but when he eventually got to that place and start putting everything together he's getting the support that he needs through the people that's around at that time to help him build it and at the end it became a place of refuge for the people who chose to obey what it is that the Lord had said and like that was just laid so heavily on my heart for this season of my life like I'm gonna show up in my business by continuing to build step by step the things that the Lord is calling me to build and eventually what he's called me to build will be a place of refuge where people can come and find rest as their hearts are led to it by the Holy Spirit and things like that so that's one of like the greatest lessons I am currently learning. I feel like it's pre- fully present in my mind right now. It's so good. <laughs> I love that analogy. Yeah. Coaching, especially as a place of refuge. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, so are, is there a specific area of business that you feel you grew in in the past year? Oh my goodness. Everything though, but if anything specific, it would be materials um, or technology or systems. Systems would be a better word. (laughs) All of those things are encompasses, but it's the systems. I never knew there was so many systems that are required to have your business be smooth and streamlined um, and in, in its most effective way for you. And having to spend an hour, maybe sometimes a whole day, just learning a system so it can work for you has been like the one area that I've noticed that I'm, I'm growing in a lot. It's like, wow, I've, I've come into this season as a novice. And I'm coming out of this season way more educated than I've been when I entered in. And so, yeah, it's all about the systems for me. Yeah. I think a lot of coaches think I'm just going to go coach. (laughs) And then they're going, oh, I mean, it's one thing if you just want to coach and you want to work for a company that hires you as a coach, but when you want to have your own business, then you have to know all of the systems that it's required that you're required to have in order to run a business. Right. And so. You were in the called to coach creative mastermind, which has turned into the called to coach course, where we just talk about all of that, but you got to learn like a lot of what's, you know, what I call this a co-ecosystem, which is share, offer, convert, onboard, coach, and assess. And I think everybody is like, I just want to coach. Yeah. But if you don't share what you coach on, <laughs> and then you don't ever make an offer. And then you never help people through the conversion into the onboarding systems. You mm-hmm. don't have anybody to coach. Yeah. And so it's all like so many different pieces of the puzzle that most people don't, aren't aware of. You came into it, not aware of all of those. Right. But then yeah. you learned all of those especially through the mastermind, just like going through it all and setting it into place. And you did the hard work. You did a bunch of hard stuff. You do hard things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you, like you said, you have to go learn how to do things you've never done before. But I love, again, you said, you're talking about Noah doing things you've never done before with God as your teacher, mm-hmm. right? With Holy spirit as your guide. And you're, you know, ultimately Jesus being your coach and like, you've yeah. got this, 
Yeah. Okay. What are you going to do next? <laughs> I think God is like, Jesus is standing there watching you do all of the things that you've done in the past year and championing you and cheerleading you and saying, Oh, I can't wait to see what you decide to do with this, you know? And yeah. he's not necessarily going to tell you exactly how it has to be because you're not building an ark that will save the world from a flood. <laughs> so it's okay. If you make a couple extra cuts on the wood that he can tell you about, you know, there's great. So, um, so I would say generally, you know, we don't have to go through all of this. Uh, you do have a worksheet to go through, but looking at the past year at the end of this year, at the end of this quarter and thinking like what worked for you, what didn't work for you. And that I know that covers a lot of different things because you could be talking, you can break that down into every part of the Sokoka system, what worked for you and didn't work for you in the area of sharing content what worked for you and didn't work for you in the area of making offers. <laughs> like there's, you can apply those to kind of anything and everything, your systems, the platforms you try, the coaching you go through, um, the schedule that you create for yourself. Obviously those are things we you can go through in your own time and really process. What do I think worked really well? And that can be down to the idea of, you know, you were working, you had decided I'm going to work three days, three hours a day, four days a week. Maybe that worked. Maybe it didn't just, but if you don't look at it and determine if it did or didn't work and why you won't know what kind of changes to make, right. You won't know how to refine it for success. So then I would say asking the questions, what made you feel something positive? Like what are the things that you did? I, I say positive and negative because that's going to be different for everybody. Some people are going to ask that question and say, re return positive into what made you feel successful and then reframe negative into what made you feel unsuccessful. Some people are going to, you know, maybe you would say positive feelings that you want to feel would be something not just not successful, but like, um, what made you feel efficient? What made you feel effective? What made you feel competent? <laughs> made you feel creative, right? Things. So basically in that question, what made you feel positive is whatever it is that drives you. What's the positive emotion that is a driver for you? What made you feel that? And then what are some emotions you want to avoid? You don't want to feel that way, or you want to do things and change things so that you feel less of it because obviously life is great and terrible. You're going to feel negative emotions and that's okay. You're supposed to, and you need to not shove them under the rug, right? Let them process. But then some of those negative emotions are things that you can actually do things to change. Like if you feel ineffective, then, okay, well, let's not stay ineffective, right? <laughs> let's make some changes to, yeah. to your schedule, to your business, to your offer that actually creates effectiveness. So you know, thinking about those things and the, uh, sitting down and actually processing what has made me feel great and what has made me feel terrible. And then I would say, what would you have done differently? If you look back at 2023, is there anything that you think you would just do different? You would have done, you wouldn't, and because you didn't do it or you wouldn't have done it because you did do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so something that comes to mind about what I would have done differently would have been uh, carving out more time to system plan. 
right? Um, whether that is taking blocks of hours, just learning about the various systems that I could and potentially work with, um, doing research, that type of stuff, and just, I suppose, educating myself about what I didn't know I needed to know, mm -hmm. um, whether that's asking more questions to supports such as yourself or others that are in the greenhouse or anything of that area that I have access to people who would give share with me information that I needed to know and actually gleaning from that and taking some more positive actions I think that's one area that I could have improved on is just really delving deeper in resources and learning what I didn't know I needed to know gotcha so just digging deeper into anything that's in front of you because like yeah. even just having people in the mastermind or the greenhouse course or any of the courses or um, any coaches that, you know, any business owners that, you know, taking advantage of those relationships it by saying, I'm going to, I'm going to use this to its full potential. I'm going to ask for feedback. I'm going to give feedback. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to put, be brave and put myself out there. Like is really fruitful. It's one of the reasons of having like the Facebook group or the, a mastermind is so that you can you know, it's not just my mind, it's all of our minds coming together to what can we sow into one another? What can we pour out into each other? And uh, what would you have done more of in the last year in your business? Oh, that's such a big question. I honestly, if I can be honest, it would be prayer. <laughs> yeah. It would be prayer, pray more diligently, like every step of the way, really seeking God um, through the process. It's not that he wasn't there and I wasn't seeking him, but there was one, I remember in the greenhouse course, there was a prayer segment that you did and it just awoken something in my soul for me that was just like, oh my goodness, I need to do more of this, <laughs> especially from a business standpoint, praying over my business, every step of the way of the business. Uh, so if there's anything I could have done more of, it would have been that just praying more intentionally. I think probably all of us could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need more prayer. Yeah. I think that prayer is always something we need to do, do more of, but that's why I did that segment. And I think I posted that in it's in the files of the the Christian life coach collective Facebook group, like under, under the files, it's also shared there. Like, uh, I think I did a whole, um, episode about okay. praying over your business because what we do a lot of the time is we think about our business. We don't really pray over our business and we don't necessarily spend a lot of time asking God, okay, as the CEO, what, what, decisions are you making as the CEO of my business, God? <laughs> and yeah. what do you say we need to do? Like inviting him even into this process of Holy Spirit, show me what was 2023. Show me the things that I am not remembering. I don't, I don't see. And then help me have vision for 2024 and beyond, right? Inviting God into the planning process is really important, but we often, we think, but we don't pray. Now I am a, a definitely a um, person who would say, just invite him into the conversation. You don't have to get on your knees next to the bed and close all the doors and turn off, you know, like 
you don't have to be in this prayer closet mode to pray about over your business. You just, prayer is right. It's just a conversation with the Lord. And so you kind of just invite Jesus to come be in a conversation with you about your business. And that is, that's prayer. (laughs) It's just having a relationship and a conversation with him. So just bring the things that you're thinking about and turn them into a conversation. And it doesn't have to get perfect. It doesn't have to be religious sounding. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to get um, what, you know, like traditional (laughs) sounding prayers. We can just say, Oh gosh, I'm thinking about this. What do I want to do? What do you say, Jesus? Like, just tell me and see him sitting there, um, on the chair across from you and giving you his thoughts. Mm -hmm. So most of my really good ideas came from conversations like that. (laughs) (laughs) So what about 2023? Would you celebrate? Like, what would you say? I did this. And that Um, was pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a lot to say. Like, um, just, you know, going through the course, um, buying my domain. That was also a big next step. And in the process of obtaining my LLC. Yay. Yay. Good job. (laughs) That's big stuff. Yeah. So I'm really excited and so grateful for the Lord. He has truly blessed me through, um, because that was actually a blessing process with um, how I actually obtained the financial resources to do that. And I was listening to one of your episodes yesterday about like how um, people who have coaches in their lives, they can give them gifts and the different types of gifts you were going through books and these other different little resources. And I just thought about the monetary blessings that I received from a fellow coach who was just like, I want to bless you. I want to invest in this. And I was in just humble gratitude and tears, of course, um, with that. And I was able to start it up. So I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, thinking about how, what the Lord has done in your life, what the Lord's done in your heart, what the Lord's done in your business, how he's blessed you. And I think along with the celebration, just taking time to be really thankful for those things and show gratitude towards the Lord and all, but also just not making it, making your part in it too small. And I think sometimes we can tend to go, oh, it was just the Lord, but it wasn't. It's our, through a partnership and a relationship with him that we attain anything, right? If it was just him, then he doesn't need us. If it's only him, like there is a partnership of us in our soul, actually making a choice to do things that he's called us to do. And if we didn't partner, if we didn't agree, if we didn't commit and we didn't decide to do these things, then nothing would happen. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to not belittle our part of that friendship with him and actually celebrate what we rose to the occasion. Like you said in the beginning, like showing up, you know, if Noah was like, well, it was just the Lord. (laughs) Well, um, I think you did a thing and you were like the the father of all of the rest of the world post flood. So I'm, I'm just going to say, like, I think you were part of that. Yeah. Yay you. Like, can exactly. I just give you a little, like a, 
a little slow clap, whatever, you know, I think you get something out of this, but because you showed up because you said, yes, God, because you did the hard things because you persevered. Right. So celebrating what you've done and who you've become, I think is a really important part of looking behind you and looking with hindsight and saying, look what I've done. Look what's happened. Yes. There are changes to be made, but I'm in process and I'm perfectly where I need to be. So the next part of future, like the next year planning is actually looking at your personal life and thinking, is there anything you need to plan around in your personal life? You know, um, do you have, are there any big changes that you want to make for yourself personally? Do you want to take any time off? I mean, you know, we talked about the sabbatical I decided to take in August, right? It wasn't really a planned sabbatical. It was something the Lord spoke to me about, but now planning a sabbatical into my year is a major part of my future business plan. So that's kind of, you know, do I plan on taking any time off? Well, again, I think I'd probably like to take a month off during the summer and make that really a a very time, a time when I can be very present for myself, present for my family. Now you can think about those things and those can obviously all of the answers to all of these questions, they will change. You can put this down on paper and then it will evolve. It, you will refine it. These answers are not set in stone, but would you say, are there any goals that you want to reach personally in your own life? Because they're all going to impact your life as a coach and an entrepreneur. Yeah, um, definitely a sabbatical. That was once I experienced that through observation with you, I know that that's vital from my own self to just make sure that I'm carving out time because we want to be able to create space to create, but also create space just to rest and learn in what rest in looks like, not only just in the Lord, but just rest in from a healthy mentally and um, emotional place. So that's one. And then getting back in motion with some of my daily habits that I have kind of fallen off of um, as the year has come to an end, which is quite saddening if I must say mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, like just getting back in motion, working out and um, getting back on track with reading. I'm, I've been reading through quite some literatures just to educate myself again, business wise and then leadership wise and personally. So those are a few things that from a personal standpoint is important to me to be able to like add to my business because then I'm showing up as the best version of myself for those in whom I'm going to serve. And so making sure that I'm carving out those intentional tools to cultivate um, will be really good. That's great. So make sure that you consider all of those personal goals, those things you want to do, like working out and reading, researching, learning, you need to make sure that all of those fall into your daily plan. You know, like later we're going to talk about the QMWD, the quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily plan, right? If those aren't already a priority on your daily plan in your time frame and your calendar calendaring, like then you're not going to get them done. And then you'll get overwhelmed by all of these other things, but because you make them a priority, 
then they're going to be first on the calendar, right? And then you want to make decisions about those kinds of things with your prefrontal cortex ahead of time versus this all of a sudden, the primitive brain reacting in the moment and saying, oh, I'm going to do this right now. And so if you plan them ahead of time with this wiser brain, (laughs) part of your brain, then you're more likely to get them done and make wise decisions and make committed decisions. So don't forget those as we are going to talk about planning 2024 for your business, but you've got to, you've got to put those personal things in there first. So now before we get into the next year, I want to say that looking at a bigger vision for your business three to five years from now. So you, you know, if you're doing this, you can pick any time you want to pick three years, you want to pick five years, either one. I just recommend looking at least three or three years out and creating a bit of a vision for what you want to be doing in your business. What do you want to look to look like? So thinking about what do you want to be doing with your clients? And maybe right now you do, you want to do one-on-one client work, but maybe in three years or five years from now, you want to be doing uh, masterminds or retreats or live workshops. uh, Maybe you want to be doing some different things, but you're not ready for that but you want to plan for it in the future. So do you have any thoughts about what you want to be doing with clients? Let's just say three years from now. Uh, Three years from now, I would love to do uh, some masterminds. I've always had a vision for doing workshops, whether it is just educating young professionals about like themselves. And this will pivot a little bit not so much from transition, but more so identity focused, um, just kind of building themselves up, both in the identity that the Lord has given them, but then also like just who God has called them to be as um, as a person in the roles and responsibilities that they have presently before them. So just really navigating through that. Those are a few things that I would like to touch on, but definitely mastermind groups as well as some group packages. That would be something that would be really awesome to embark on as well. So taking that into consideration and the year planning would be really important. If that's something you want to do, maybe you don't want to do it this year, but it is something you want to do it in three years. So that means that everything you do this coming year needs to be stretching you and growing you to the place where that's something you're capable of in three years, right? Mm-hmm. So how many clients do you want to have in three years? Let's just say how many, how many lives we can break that down in a couple of different ways. Some people will be interested in answering that question. I want to have five clients every month. Some people will say, I want to have 100 clients throughout the year. So you know what I'm saying? So some people are going to look at it differently for you. I have a feeling that the question needs to be more like, How many lives do you want to impact in one year, three years from now? I'm going to say at least 300. Okay. um, Lives of individuals that I could impact. In some way, shape or form. Yeah. 300 lives. Like you want to be able to reach 300 people, coach them in some way Mm -hmm. to impact their present and their future. I think that's a great goal in three years. I'm sure you're going to reach that 300 people. 
Mm -hmm. So how much money do you want to make three years from now in one year? Now there's two, there's two breakdowns of that. You don't have to actually decide that right now. This can be something you can work on (laughs) outside of the session. Question is broken down into two categories. How much does your business make? And how much do you make that your business pays you? So you said you're filing for LLC, Mm -hmm. which means your business is going to take in so much money and then pay you some of that money. Okay. Okay. And then you have to take into consideration taxes. And so this is not legal or accountant advice, but I have been told that you can probably safely say you need to put aside 20 to 30% of what your business brings in to pay taxes. And as a solo entrepreneur and a coach, you will likely need to pay those taxes every quarter. Mm-hmm. So you'll need to be putting aside money to pay taxes, and then you need to pay yourself. And when you're self-employed, you also pay taxes. So you're paying taxes a couple of times and you need to take all of that into account so that your business is making enough money to be able to pay you what you need to make. Now you have to consider in three years, where do you want to live? What are your bills going to be in three years? Like, what is it? You're going to have to do some personal work and think about what do I want to be doing in three years from now? How much do I want to be traveling? And how much time do I want to work? How much time do I want to not work? How much time do I want with my family? And what do I need to be making personally so that I can fund the life I want to have in three years? And then you're going to have to say, in addition to that, my business, after paying me that, needs to be making so much money in order to X, Y, and Z. I want to be able to hire a virtual assistant. I want to be able to invest in a more expensive platform. I want to be able to do these things in my business so that I can grow it, et cetera. So thinking about that, if you don't have any goal about how much money you want to make, it's likely because you don't, yes, we all have our money mindset issues. Woe is me, you know, I I should not be making money for anything. (laughs) Ever. So if you are not like worthy of making money as a coach, then you also likewise would not be worthy of making money as a waitress mm-hmm. or a doctor. Mm-hmm. Because if what you carry and what you're skilled at and what you can offer the world is not worthy, it's not valuable enough to be paid for, which is the way the world goes around. This is what we do. We barter, we pay money. We barter money in exchange yeah. for goods and services, right? So you're offering offering a service that you're skilled at. And if you are not creating anything of value, it makes sense. You shouldn't get paid for something if it has no value. But if you are the one that decides that you don't have, it doesn't have any value, but somebody else thinks it has value, then you're working against yourself, right? So you need to, you know, we all have to do the work of, mm-hmm shifting our mindset, especially as believers, where often we believe that we should be doing everything we're called to do for free, which is a lot. It's <laughs> biblical. And yes, you should be giving grace and forgiveness freely, but 
what you are capable of doing in the world is worth being paid for do, to do. And coaching is a uh, viable industry where a lot of people make a lot of money doing it. You are not any different. Then you have to decide that the people you work with and the offers you make and the pricing structures need to be such that if you only want to work with five clients a month, then you need to be pricing coaching so that those five people pay your bills. Right. Which means the pricing that they pay needs to be higher. If you want to make, let's just say you want to make $10,000 a month, you're either going to have to have five clients that pay you $2,000 a month, or you're going to have to create courses where you can have income coming in through a course or yeah. a group coaching or a membership, or you're going to have to have 20 clients that pay you enough money to meet that $10,000 goal. Right. So thinking about it that way in the future, what do you want that to be in three years is going to help you answer the question of how much money do you want to make in the next year? And then how much money you want to make is different than how much money you need to make. And oftentimes we're going to be more willing to get up and do the scary hard things because we have to, instead of just because we think it's a great idea mm-hmm. because we'll sabotage our own desires and like our, I want to be able to pay all my bills on time. And I want to be able to take two trips a year. And I want to take one month off a year. Instead of just saying, I'm going to do everything I have to do to make that happen because it's a priority. And I've decided to honor myself and what I want for that. I'm willing to sabotage my, my Sabbath and I'm willing to sabotage those trips. And I'm willing to sabotage my ability to pay all my bills on time because instead of just honoring the fact that I want those and I'm going to do those, do the work I have to do to make those things happen, we'll sabotage those things and say, I'll just take what I can get. But if you actually look at those things that you want and assess them and say, in order to have those, I must do X, Y, and Z. And it becomes something that is, I have to do that because that is what I want. It's what I desire. God wants this for me. Doing this helps me be a better coach and a better business owner. And I'm going to show up better for all of my clients because I've had a Sabbath, because I've had vacation, because I work my butt off all the rest of the time, Mm -hmm. but I'm taking care of myself so that I show up well when I am working. Then when you see that those things are non-negotiables, then you're going to make decisions that support those non-negotiables. So do you think that you would uh, be able to make a list of things that you want and decide that they're non-negotiables or do you have to actually have like the external pressure, something like what will drive you? What's a motivator, just a dream and a desire, or do you have to have this pressure of, okay, somebody showed up at the door and you have an eviction notice and they're taking your car. And (laughs) do you have to have like this, the crisis moment that makes you, oh my gosh, I better do all of the work because I have to pay the bills. Or can you put yourself in a mindset and say, I'm going to do all of the work 
because I want to pay the bills before they're due. Yeah. Because that's honoring to me and myself so I can show up as a better coach. It would definitely be the latter. Um, being able to just, so to say, prepare myself for what's up ahead and be strategic and wise and so put in place the structures that are necessary to like help me be ready for that moment in time and pay my bills and things of that nature. So definitely the latter portion. Okay. I want you to take that into consideration as you go through this 2024 planning. Okay. The things that you really want and the things that you feel like God is saying, I want to give you favor here. I want to bless you here. I'm calling you to this. Mm -hmm. And every time your brain wants to tell you that's not that big of a deal, or it's not right that you want that, or that's unchristian, or you need to stay in a poverty mindset because the, the poor are nearer to Jesus. There's the poor in spirit. It's, <laughs> it's as opposed to the prideful. It's not the poor in the bank. You can be poor in spirit and have a lot of money mm-hmm. and be blessed. And you can have no money and be really prideful and worried about money all of the time. And money can be your God and you have no money. So having money and making money are not indicators of being more righteous or holy or close to God or favored, right? It's just something I know all of my, um, not all, many of my Christian clients Mm -hmm. have this same struggle. I've had it working through it, but I know that the Lord says, I want to bless you. And I love the prayer of Jabez. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have it on a note that I read consistently and I kind of changed it to just say, God of Israel, I ask you to bless me, my family and my work and please enlarge my border and spread my influence. I ask your hand to be on me, um, be with me and on all I do, keep harm and evil from finding me and mine and help me to live in a way that doesn't cause pain. And thank you for granting me what I ask because Jabez actually said, thank you to the Lord for answering his prayer before it was answered. And I'm just like, the Lord, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Like, let's go ahead and thank him and the world. And especially in like positive psychology and self-help and self-improvement, all of that stuff is really um, quite big on let's just have vision for it, mm-hmm. and attract it to ourselves and make it manifest. <laughs> but the reality is that's called faith. Mm -hmm. is having vision and believing in something we can't physically see because our spirit says, I believe in my God. Mm -hmm. And faith is what attracts the favor of God, you know, and it's not that we never get favor on, you know, without having faith, he's, he's bigger than us, but our faith attracts him, his, his favor, it attracts his attention because it's faith. It's a spiritual law that he put into place. And then when we're thankful alongside that faith, I'm, I'm sorry. I think that's where manifestation happens. <laughs> it's not through positive thinking. It's through a true connection in that, in that other realm yeah. and really being able to use our imagination and our minds to set them on things above and see the will of God. And Noah had faith because he heard from the Lord. So when we hear from the Lord that he wants to bless us, especially in the area of money, where we have so many issues already 
from church, from family, from life experiences, when we hear from him and say, we hear him speak to us, I want to bless you. And then we remove the hindrances, do the work to get the hindrances to his blessing out of the way in our soul. Then we put ourselves in a position to receive. Then we grow in expectancy that God is a good God who wants to take care of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And he wants that for your business. He wants to bless you. So thinking about how many clients do you want to have? How much do they need to pay you? so that you can be making the money in your business to be able to impact even more lives. So if in three years, you want to impact 300 lives, then in five years, you want to impact a 1000 lives, Mm -hmm. right? But if your business is not making money, you can't pay you, you can't pay your bills. You need to go get another job and you're going to do less of what you're called to do. Right. Right. And you don't want that. Right. Amen. Okay. So we're going to wrap up that, that piece. We've talked about what 2023 looked like. We've talked about personal goals and we've talked about what, what kind of some of the things you want to see in three years. Now Mm -hmm. let's move on to having some vision for your business in 2024. Okay. Hey friends, don't forget to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group if you haven't already, so you can connect with like-directed people and get free resources and ask for feedback, all the things that are going to help support you on your calling as a coach. I hope to see you in there, and don't forget to subscribe to the show.